Available on all podcast platforms. This is the Psychology Cast, the podcast that interviews unique individuals on why they do what they do. Welcome to this podcast. Happy New Year. Um, for those of you who are basically still celebrating, it's been a while. And um, this podcast, I'm going to be talking about the journey of, of uh, Winston, who's also a um, PhD student um, in the area of sociology, and he's from the States. So Winston, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing fine. Um, it's a pandemic, so you know how that goes. Um, what is it? So as you mentioned, I am a um, PhD student from um, the States. I'm studying on um, sociology, specifically the sociology of education. Um, and um, my main focus are like black graduate students and their resources they may or may not have. Um, so, so I'm like, I don't know, like between being a, a black graduate student and, and a lot of like global pandemic um, things that are happening. And as you can see, like a lot of political things are happening in our state. Like it's, it's a lot, but I'm trying to make it through. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I'm doing. Yeah, because we were, we, I know we had this discussion a few weeks ago regarding, like, you know, the, getting the time the time right and doing this type of podcast and being a PhD student requires you to be organized and to mm -hmm. be, you know, and to be have interpersonal skills and, you know, amongst other things. So how, how, how has it been being organized, um, especially during pandemic, things changing? It's a bit like a research, isn't it? Things... Yeah the parallels can be made right it's almost like there's stuff that, that the research doesn't know it can throw any sort of curveballs and same with the pandemic like we don't know what's going to happen and that's a bit like our phd research right yeah so it's been so difficult um, <laughs> i'm gonna be honest it's been difficult being organized during the pandemic um i know a lot of you like to sugarcoat it and like oh i'm strong i'm like no it's been hard um and I feel that for me, I was kind of like lucky enough to like start my PhD program before the pandemic um, started. Um, so I've kind of like got my foot in um in the door um, before stuff started to like go south. Um, but the way how I keep myself organized in um, my PhD program is very old school. And I didn't realize how old school it is until like I was talking to like a senior faculty member. I get a note card and I just write down everything I need to get done. <laughs> and it works for me. Um, I know a lot of students, they tend to like, like to do the tech savvy um, thing where you just do the Excel sheet. And that's not even tech savvy either, but like you do the Excel sheet and just start listening to like your, your um, thing that you want to get done and accomplish. But I feel that for me, like having it written down is like mentally like I can remember it because I know I've written it down versus like actually typing it out or like having it in like some type of folder elsewhere. And it also like doing this um, note card method for me, it's like I like to check things off my box. Like it's it's giving me some type of enjoyment, some type of self-fulfillment because the PhD <laughs> It's very, it's weird at times. You feel very lonely and I feel like this is some type of enjoyment, like I'm knocking these things off. Um, and I think this is my main mode of like being organized and along with my calendar. Um, but other than that, I think this is the best way that suits me. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I just, I just, I, I think so, you know, the word I use, fun, what you said, um, it's, it's, I, I find it quite fun what you just, because uh, you're right, um, the tools that you're using are not going to be the same for everybody else and you have to do what's right for you and the fact they've just held it up like a, a um, or something on hard surface that you're writing um, allows us to process information that works for us or code information if you like and it's just interesting mm -hmm. because I, I did teaching this week and we were talking about print media versus uh, online media and which one is more effective and mm. um, you know when we see words actually comprehension is a bit more deeper when we see them in printed compared mm -hmm. to when we're reading it online on tablets the comprehension studies have found to be the opposite effect right. so the fact that you're doing that yeah memory and processing and you're right I, I did that I, I, I first looked at an Excel Excel spreadsheet and I thought oh that's just too long you know <laughs> <laughs> right. keep update to it I'd have to save how many versions it might crash and all this stuff but having it in hard, you know, just writing it down on, on a piece of paper, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, but some of those pieces of papers got lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> it happens. But I don't know what I'm writing the notes for. I really, at the time, I thought, am I doing it to basically, you know, first I thought I did it writing notes because I'm writing notes to help me remember stuff later on. I thought these are my recall. But actually, looking back on it the fact that i was writing it was helping me to process stuff from, for me so it's nothing to do with memory recall as such that might be a secondary thing but primary thing is more about encoding and you know that whole sort of like i'm processing what i've you know learned or you know part of that rather than it's a memory thing right yeah because i know for me um so i have so many different walks of my life like so i have my job I'm also um, a um, full-time student. And then I also have my Dead Black Grads page on Instagram. Um, so literally sometimes if things start to get a little bit too chaotic, I would like have three different um, cards on my desk. And then it's gonna be for individual like tasks for that specific, um, I guess, part of my life. Um, and it's like sometimes things are not, sometimes things don't get done, doesn't get done, but it's fine. What I also learned, someone like a senior faculty member told me that if everything cannot fit on the card, that means that you are just not supposed to do it. <laughs> like, it's just, you can wait, you can hold off to another time. And I think that's the, like, ever since I learned that, I'm like, okay, give myself some grace and this is fine. Like, and just keep it, and just keep it going. Cause once you start doing more and more of these, um, Card, note cards and whatever is just make things a little bit more easier with handling um, the whole PhD grant scheme of things. Um, there's a tip for the listeners listening in and people watching this. There you go. There's a tip already for you <laughs> that actually <laughs> Vincent just shared. And so um, it's, yeah, absolutely. I think it provides so much value around that, you know, the, the, you know, the tools and the techniques. And I think that the, the most important message is like carving a a model that works for you mm -hmm. is your here's our examples but actually you know and people try to replicate these models right um, right and you think something's not working it's a bit like research when you try to replicate the research every single time it's going to be slightly different slightly different outcomes you know mm -hmm. there's so many variables involved isn't it yeah yeah it's and that's the thing and i feel though because i know when i've um share this tip with some of my friends um it didn't work for them 
And that's thing, like, you know, different things um, work for different people. And I also like, like you said, like if you replicate a, um, a project over and over, it's just like the same thing with different people. Like everybody has different variations and what works for them. So, um, and I learned that in sociology, like it's just, we all just have different ways to like operate through society. Um, and because I, I prefer the um, hands-on note card, but my friend would prefer like the Excel method, which I'm just like, what if your things get lost? What because this is all this is where all your things are. Whereas me, like, even though a note card get lost, I feel that, like I've recently written down um, the information on a note card. So it's like still fresh in my brain. Whereas like if you're on a long Excel sheet, like there's so many things, so many different tabs, so many different sheets, and this is like yeah but i'm not gonna knock on i'm not gonna knock on that method but it's just like personal my personal thoughts on that yeah some people like to be constructed and mm -hmm. try to process information that way and it helps us and every and, and same with every learning tech learning um sort of like ability or technique is going to be like the research the research would be different right. in in its small ways and but in unique ways. Um, so tell us what your research is about. I know you mentioned it at the beginning, but um, what's what's it really looking into? Okay, um, so <clears throat> um, disclaimer, I'm not fully there yet, but um, I get excited talking about it because like, I'm focusing on black graduate students, so people like myself, um, and just looking at the different um, ways that they have like um, resources. Cause I know for me going through my program, like I felt, somewhat supported, but I realized I had to seek out um, support elsewhere um, in order to get that full support effect on um, onto my experience. Um, so I think like support is like a main focus that I'm like looking at in terms of like black graduate students. And um, I also want to, I want to like utilize my own page and like those experiences that um, on my Dear Black Grads page, I wanna utilize those experiences and try to incorporate that into my um, research agenda because I feel that like um, there, there are some um, scholarships on um, black graduate students, but I don't think there's um, enough um, to actually do a in-depth um, conceptual like thinking um like how the black graduate student operate in the day-to-day -day, um life day-to-day -day life um so i feel that like having these different narratives um can expand on like the ongoing narrative of, like what black graduate students um go through encounter because i feel that for me and i have talked to like many other black graduate students um not only on my campus but elsewhere that it feels like there's a lot of social um pressure but also that we are wearing so many different hats in the um, academia sphere. Um, and it's like, it's a lot. And I feel though like us wearing the, having so much um, um, mul a multitude of like roles on campus and outside of campus, it just shows that how um, diverse the black graduate student um, life can be or just experience can be in self. So I kind of want to focus more on um, that. And I should actually write that down because every time I talk about my ideas, something new happens. So that's another tip. Write things down if you start expanding on those ideas. But yeah, I'm going to write it down right now. <laughs> yeah, that's um, a, live, a live tip there. And this, this is it live in action. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Actually, right. you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> 
Um, why did you, okay, well, I, I, I suppose there's two questions there, like, you know, why do you care about this area? Uh, <clears throat> why? So I feel though, like, and I think this should go for everybody, um, but just for me personally, um, research is equal to me search. Um, so I like to, I'm doing, I'm, anyway, I'm studying Black artists and I'm also trying to study myself and trying to understand like, why am I feeling the way I'm, I'm feeling? Why is an institution doing these things or like not catering to the needs of their students' needs? Um, especially Black graduate students, because I feel that like Black graduate students, like from my personal experience, entering graduate school, um, it was the first semester was fine, but in the second semester, that's when protests started to happen. That's when like the pandemic started to happen. And it was kind of, it was like, a, it, was a, it was a lot. Um, actually the protests started happening um, fall semester my first year, but then it just became, it just got um, dragged out um, into the second semester and onward. And it's just like so much. And the people that was at the forefront, one of the, one of the few people that was at the forefront are black graduate students. So I think like in a way, like we are essential to like a lot of um, these different movements, a lot of these um, different aspects of like academia. And this is not to discredit like other like um, students who are working hard, but I do feel that like black um, graduate students have to go above and beyond just to like meet that whole, um, we cannot do the 100, we can't do 100%, we have to do 110%, we have to go above and beyond. And I think that's like something that's, for me, I just find it to just be interesting and just also like a phenomenon that we, like me personally, I wanna study like, why do I feel the need? And I think like also representation, that's another um, component that why I wanna, um, like why I'm studying um, black graduates and all, I, because it's, and I feel like since we don't see as much, uh, we do know that there are Black graduate students, but we don't understand what they're going through. And I think having some type of like idea will like push forth like an agenda um, to like be more of a support to Black graduate students and their needs. Um, and I and also too, like, I think like different policies um, on college campuses can actually help um, like what, what I'm doing can possibly help those um, future Black graduate students who may feel alone or um, whatnot. Um, because what I realized, especially through, and I keep going back to my page because like it's very important because I realized that the students who have contributed so far in their, um, their narratives and their stories for my page have shown that we're all going through this together. We're all experiencing the same exact um, issue. And we're in different, and keep in mind, these are students in different states in the US. Like they're like, so it's just, it's very interesting to just to know that we're all feeling the same way, but we're all finding a way to get out of that, get over that hump. I mean, that was a long-winded answer, but I hope I answered your question. No, you know, that was a very, um you know, a deep and a kind of like a, a joined up um, answer um, where you are, you know, and why you're doing it. And, you know, the second question is like, so you've learned things along the PhD. Uh, obviously, that's why, but that technique that you just sort you know, revealed to the audience about writing down the note while you were there. How, how where did that come from did that was that taught to you did you set the people doing it 
Was it come through in a lecture? You know, how did you see the value of that? I suppose to do that. Um, so I think for me, um, I've always written things down, um, but I, I feel that I haven't, I didn't see um, the value of doing it until like when I was an undergrad. I would say undergrad, and then I started using it more heavily inside graduate school, but undergrad really told me because I was doing, I was the president of this organization. I was part of this step team. I was, I was, I was at these, sitting at these tables, these meeting tables, whatever. I was in class. I was, I was doing so much. So I was like, um, <laughs> I need to like really back in a bit and write what I need to get done because there was a point in time where I thought that I was always, I was always on the ball. But then once I started to like miss, um, is that me? Um, I'm sorry. That's not my once I realized, yeah, you know, emails. Um, <laughs> but once I started to realize that, um, what is it? I've I've started to realize I was missing like certain meetings, like and it was very important meeting. I'm like, oh no, I can't do that. So like, I'll put in my calendar, but I'll also write it down because of the very fact that I know, um. The more knowledge that you take in, it's like you're, it's so much that your brain can take. Like it's so much like you can't retain all that. Um, well, you can. There are some people who can, but that's just not for me. That like I'd rather just write it down and just pray to God that I see it. <laughs> just God willing, because it's just like because the thing. Also, too, what I realized is even though I may forget something on my to do list, but it's just like you gotta give yourself some grace because you're doing a million one things and literally like it's okay if you miss one thing not saying it's like to do constantly do it over but it's okay to do that um and I think that's what I kind of like learned over the years with using a note card method or just writing things down has worked for me on the topic of like remembering and mm -hmm. um, you know why we do what we do. Like, um, if you think about this, is now a question related to like your um, past and your journey to get up to here. Mm -hmm. um, when was it like the? I mean, did you ever think as a kid that you'd be doing this? Like, is there any moment in your life that you know what I'm going to be still doing reading or writing and still be you know what's the word? <laughs> You know what I mean? So when was this, I just wanted to know, like, because uh, for me, as people would know, that is, you know, I, I never pictured this. So I just want to know about guests mm. like yourself, like, when did um, you, did you ever think, so what were you thinking at the age of like, when you first went into school, what did you think you you were going to become? Yeah, so it's so funny. Um, I think about that all the time, because it's like, literally, when I was younger, I wanted to be like a chef, like, or like a firefighter, real like kid-like stuff. Like, oh yeah, I see y'all, I wanna be y'all. Like, um, but then, um, I but I know for sure, like my mom have always told me like, I was, I was the one that was like, between me and my brother, like I was the one that was always in the books, like literally gotta get a good grade. Like I was always gonna high marks in a lot of things. Um, but I didn't never saw myself like on a track of like getting a PhD because it's like that's not for me um that's not that's not what was exposed to me I, I didn't I don't, and so I got to 
I think like later in high school or probably like just let me just use undergrad but that's when I started meeting like doctors like and like in doctors philosophy that's when I just started but I never seen myself like to be in this um, point in time. Um, shoot, I don't want to be like to be honest. I don't want to be in school right now. <laughs> but it's like I love what I'm doing because of the fact that like I get to like set my own terms in a way. Um, but yeah, I really did not see myself like in this this direction of like a degree because. Like I really just saw myself, saw myself like finishing um college, cause that's what your family tell you to do, um, and also it was like a little bit of me. I want to finish college, but is is you never like, and I also I'm the first in my family to like pursue a PhD or like even if God willing, fingers crossed, that I receive my PhD and I'll be called Doctor Scott one day, but. I just feel I I feel that like it's very um. I don't know, a very interesting um, thought to think about sometimes because I don't know, like, what would you, like, do you think your your younger self would say like, hey, like, I see you. <laughs> what, you what do you think your younger self would say to you now, Jolo? Yeah, I, it's, I, you know, I think much like yourself, like, you know, my, my, uh, my mind probably at that age was thinking like, you know, more the visual representation was representation right being mm. a policeman um a movie spider-man whatever you want to call it you know those right. kind of, yeah, power ranger <laughs> yeah know? right <laughs> <laughs> isn't it those are the those are the things you think you become because your imagination and you know is is, is play, being played out and it makes you feel good so i think yeah power ranger would, would, have, would have been one of the things i don't know if, and it's still around power rangers but yeah i think power rangers were just introduced at that time and um to be this thing and so you know at all um i would not think about being i thought i'd leave um education mm -hmm. at a very young age and i did i did i did leave um but um you know and people might be interested in learning more about that i talk about that on other mm -hmm. bases but yeah i did leave um education formal education at the age of 16 and I just didn't think academia um, was for me, um, as I was told by teachers as well. So it wasn't just, um, they just they told me to pursue a different path, but something pulled me back. But I just think to myself, like, you know, as young people, are we always scientists? Are we all engineers mm. to something? Because we have that brain, analytical brain, we ask questions, we're curious and explore. So you know, is it actually something that can detect it, if you like, and in young people, I'm sure it can, but it's like when yeah. you think about in your population, can we also extend it to, to you know, um, to those parts um, of the world and, and in those communities, like, can we see and then see if that person has got that type of brain or interest or approach or a way to go about a certain topic? So, and then if we can spot them, or detect mm -hmm. them then we should hopefully try and support them and we know that what the areas they're facing which is what your research is looking into and i'd be interested to hear more about the findings but you know when you're doing like when when was your first piece of science do you think like when you were a kid like like you know when you had to do a report to find something and then report you know that when yeah like so 
I remember so that's a good that's a good question because it's a lot of moments so as I told I was so I was heavy STEM like um when I was younger like ugh, so annoying every time I think about it but I'm good at math for a reason now <laughs> but it's just so annoying um but I know like um we in our uh what is it living environment cl um, class we had to do like this report on um having some lima beans and paper towels and a ziploc bag and just like recording it like just the basic stuff like but then even just like knowing that and just finding out um like okay like the, the it's gonna start like um sprouting um it started sprouting on week whatever like and i just like those are like just having that type of um experiment and then having like a um control experiment happening it was kind of like nice to see like okay and I, this is just probably like me like growing up winston like putting words and thoughts in the younger winston's brain right now but it was, i did find some type of like enjoyment in actually like sitting and waiting and like see, like just seeing how things are processed um and i feel though for me like me my um me thing of like being like a scientist is kind of like um relates like my advocacy work in a way um and when i was younger because it was like this um not to like steer away from the um like when do you think you're a scientist but i do feel that, like my research is connected to advocacy um my advocacy work because when i was younger um it was a family reunion and i guess like people were bullying my older brother and mind you i'm two years i'm two we're two years apart he's younger like we were like i think I was probably like five, he's probably seven or something like that. And I'm I'm able to talk, I'm like, and I see that y'all are bullying my brother and I literally just start like, you know, reading or like asking people like, just being, not, I don't want to say I was being rude, but like, I was being like, I was like being grown, I'm like, why are you bullying my brother? Like, and then I started like deep diving into their life and I started asking my brother, are you okay? And I pulled him away and I, and I think like in that moment, that's how I just knew like, I am trying, like, I see, I notice things and I know whether I can feel or have a vibe, whether it's um, right or wrong. And I will, like, speak out about it. I will actually sit there and, like, talk out and, like, advocate for the needs of others. Um, and I think, like, kind of, like, in um, my fascination of, like, seeing, um, seeing different phenomenons happen, that's the scientist in me, but then also like my care for others, that's the, advo the advocate, uh, advocate in me. Um, so it kind of goes hand in hand for me right now, and especially in my like developing my research or whatever, and just trying to like see what's successful and like how can I be able to be the right, um, I guess, person to like disseminate any type, any form of information to others. Um, but yeah, I think like they're all like intertwined one another because as a human being, I have many variations. <laughs> yes. Well, thanks for sharing that. I mean, you know, um, you know, about your brother and that moment. I think, yeah, you 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 what's the word? You ask the question, you ask the, you know, the hard questions, which is what I think, yeah, there's two parts to us. There's the research and then the compassionate side about, you mm. know. What we're doing especially in the field of like, human sciences um do so that transition right like just before the before the phd like when what like what was it like like you know 
Was it at degree level university? Was it something else? Was it at college? When did you think that you would do a, uh, a um, sort of like at this level, a doctorate level of education? Which one? <clears throat> oh, yeah, that's a good one. Um, so I'm a McNair scholar. Um, do, you, do you know what a McNair? Okay, perfect. Because <laughs> I don't want to go too much. What's that, the dollar? I think I know the dollar. Well, do you mean the currency? Yeah, Dr. Dr. Ronald E. McNair. Um, kind of, yeah, I have an idea. I don't know all of it, but um, yeah. So he was one of the um, like one. He's one of the first, I think, doctors that went up in the space um, challenger, like um, I think in the late eighties or whatnot. And I guess like his vision was for like underprivileged, underserved um, students like myself to like be able to have a dream and go on to pursue their PhD or like a master's degree or whatever. Over the years, it's obviously changed. Like you don't necessarily have to pursue a PhD, but you could definitely get higher get higher education. Um, so I think me getting um, selected or like getting into McNair kind of like shaped my um, interest in like getting a PhD. Um, that was like my sophomore year of um, undergrad. Um, so as I was pursuing my bachelor's degree um, from my sophomore year, I was like in the process of like thinking of doctoral programs since that moment. Um, I know my McNair cohort loves loves them. Um, we don't keep in contact like that as much, but like, I know we're all like in our, like we're in the grind mode right now, like third year um, um, and not, should be not third year in our programs. Um, but I know for sure I was not, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know what um, discipline, I didn't know what, scope I didn't know what popular I just didn't know what to do um but then I think like after sitting there um like during our seminar classes and then just keep asking like I actually started to like think introspectively what do I care about um and then once I started to realize like hmm everything goes back to education like maybe this is the one for me <laughs> so I was like this might just be my um focus so then at the time when I was an undergrad I was um saying I want to focus on um black undergraduates so it was always like black students black it was just always just black men and I'm like and I, I feel that for me I'm unapologetically black so it's like I just want to make sure and just um paint a different narrative that others may or may not know about um the black experience so I think that's where I know for sure I want to like focus my energy like on black education, just like how can we like promote and push it forward? Um, not saying it's not doing so, but just like how can I be um, a conduit to like whatever the um, black experience entails? Um, so I think that's how I kind of like started to think about a PhD. And then once it started um, my sophomore year, and once it started to like progress onto like my junior year of college. Um, that's when I have to actually start thinking about what discipline. Um, Cause I had options, cause I was, so I did anthropology and African African studies in undergrad, but I know for sure I didn't want to go into the anthropology and I didn't want to go into um, African American studies. Um, but I've started to like, um, and my undergrad institution didn't have sociology. So, I pretty much just started doing my research. I started asking around. Um, I even attended like a summer program that was like heavily research focused, but even though I was impaired with a sociologist, I did try to, I did reach out to sociologists on that um, campus. So I can like get a feel of like the discipline, the field. Um, and then that's when I just started to like, hmm, 
sociology might be the one for me. Like it's it's a vibe. <laughs> um, uh, and then, so I had to make a hard decision whether if I want to go to a higher education um, PhD program or a sociology PhD, um, PhD program. <laughs> I chose sociology because I felt was I feel as though with sociology you're able to expand on so many different ideas and not be pigeonholed. Whereas um, higher education, I love higher education. I'm, my work is focused in higher education. I feel that like you can get pigeonholed and siloed into like just doing this one form of work and not saying. I'm gonna, um, like my work is gonna deviate from higher education. I just like to have enough freedom to like deviate as I please without anyone questioning, questioning me. Well, people are going to question you granted, but I just feel that like being in a, being in a um, sociology program, like I'm able to just breathe. Um, and once again, I'm just speaking from my own experience, um, but I just know I just don't like to be restricted and yeah, and I think, and don't get me wrong, there are some type of there are some restrictions in sociology, but I feel as though since it's so inter interdisciplinary, your most things are able to fly, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just think there's, um, like there's there's a lot of things that you've said, like you know about choosing your discipline you ended up in and just so the audience listening in knows that actually that there is no kind of like a structured way to get here. It's actually done on chance or opportunity or moment or realization, whichever you want to call it. Um, this is a question, I suppose you don't, you don't have to go into too much detail. Um, feel free to do so, of course, but uh, it's, it's kind of like um, a question I've always been interested in. And this is all more about the social supportive network, or not so, or not so, so, so social support network depends <laughs> where you are with it in that sense. So, have you found that anyone that because you're on this path, on this journey, on this, like you're doing really well, um, it's not an easy task. Have you found that anyone's not happy with with you, or feels threatened by that, or feels, um, you know? that oh my god what do you think who do you think you are kind of thing mm -hmm. uh, and on the flip side um is anyone basically clapping for you and celebrating you and celebrating your moments because this is a this this journey that you're on you're pushing these boundaries you know you're pushing a new limit for yourself just like as you would do when you do a physical race right or a sporting event this is a this is this is something similar so is anyone yeah is anyone basically supporting you anyone you don't have to mention their names or nothing but uh, yeah anyone you think to yourself like mm, i've noticed these and so yeah what's your what's your thoughts on that um so it's so funny <laughs> <laughs> everyone's now listening in <laughs> i got some tea like yeah. no but let me stop um i do feel though um there are like, and so far, like, so I'm in my year, year three of my program. Um, so I will say I have encountered um, a few individuals who probably don't like, I don't know, just don't like me for whatever reason. And for me, what I've learned, and I've learned it over the years, but I feel that like I specifically learned it in graduate school, like, 
I don't really care. <laughs> like, if you don't like me, that's, it is what it is. If you don't like what I'm doing, it is what it is. Like, I just know there's going to be someone else that's seen the work that I'm going, that I'm doing, and it's going to impact their life in, in some type of way. And it's obviously impacting whoever don't like what I'm doing, whoever thinks like, oh, who's this guy who thinks he is? Like, it is what it is. Like, you're, and that's, and that's not to say I'm cocky. Like, I'm from New York City, by the way. And we, we are we are very cocky people, but I will say it comes with the territory. And <laughs> it's just like for me, it's like I just know I'm well grounded in myself and I know who I am. So it's like when people when I have haters like that, I'm just like, okay, whatever. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm going to be petty in a very professional way, but I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and dwell on like you not liking me because it's just what is that gonna do? I'm it's gonna cause me to stop stop my work whatever it means like I don't have time for that so we just gotta keep pushing on as for like people who are rooting for me I have so many people and I like this is my mini shout out right now because I love I just love the friend the friends the family that I have that's always rooting for me because it's just literally like just love and it's and it's not like a hidden agenda behind it. it's like literally I see what you're doing and I'm going to most definitely root for you and, cl um, and clap and give you flowers. Like that's the type of vibe. Um, my um, my undergrad mentor, my undergrad mentor slash like friend slash my sister. Like it's just like she is a blueprint to my life. Like I like I look up to her because like literally everything that she has done. Um, when I first met her up until like now, it's just amazing and phenomenal. Um. And it's just like, I just love what she do. And I one day want to be able to aspire to her, to her level, but I'll probably just go higher than that. Um, my um, friends, like, I love them. Like, they always want to, like, make sure that I'm good. Like, they always want to listen to me because I'm, because I'm a person who listens to my friends all the time. Like, granted, I am a talker, but I like to make them um, most definitely listen to my friends, like try to like actually like um, be engaged with them. So it was like when my friends, like my close personal friends start to ask like, Winston, are you good? Like, oh, are you eating? Like what's going on? Like just like, just that support, that support system is amazing. Um, my family, even though they get on my nerves and I don't care if they see them, <laughs> they can see this, I love them dearly. Like, those are my friend. those are my family members like and sometimes they don't understand the pressure and they don't understand what I'm doing but I know deep down they understand that this is for the greater good like it's what I'm doing is not like trash or rubbish it's like literally like I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing work like I'm not I'm and I think they understand that I just wish they could just give me a little bit more grace and <laughs> just a little bit more grace <laughs> But yeah, I know my mom gonna say something. But anyways, but yeah, like I and I feel that like, and there are also like random people who um would message me or whatever. I don't even know, but they show their love, and I'm just like, wow, like thank you. Like I didn't realize that me doing what I'm doing is impacting your life in the way it is. Um, and because I, because I just feel that like I'm. I'm in so many different spaces, like mentally, but also physically. I'm in like in the community. I'm also on campus. I'm also like in the virtual community. It's like I do a lot of things. So it's just like knowing that there are people who are watching and like rooting for you. It's amazing. And then just like people are rooting for me, I root for them back because 
we got to keep this going. Like, we just can't, it just can't be one track minded. We got to root for everybody. And, and for me, like, I'm rooting for everybody. And I'm also rooting for like people who like most definitely like social justice and change, but I'm also rooting for black people. Like, that's just who I am. Like, I just want to make sure that my people itself are doing what they got to do and just hopefully like get to their goals and achievements. But that's, yeah. No, it's so powerful what you said. And, and I know you mean, you don't want, the people that you represent um, and they are part of to be left behind in any way and uh, it's mm. important because that's how we progress and that's how we go forward as a you know as a human society and as a as a as a population of the people of this planet um right you know, think about all the inventions and all the way the stuff that we've learned about medicine about technology about engineering we've we've basically got ideas and shared knowledge across so many people from so many different backgrounds and i just think about the covid19 if we didn't communicate um um with each other we would i think the human race would be extinct they would have, would have gone so that's how important yeah. it is so it's important yeah. that no one is left behind and if we are if any person or any group or any uh, part of the population left behind they should be given the resources and they should be given the help and the support and the focus um so you know total um respect for you for what you're doing and yeah i, I hear what you said about the people supporting and um how you and your strategies to deal with those people who are not as supportive as you think and it's it, just to tell the listeners i suppose that these people do exist and there's always a balance isn't there like you're not going to always going to have mm. negative people and positive people there's always going to be a bit of both yeah it, it will always be a bit of both and and i think that's something because i watch a lot of um television movies that i like that's just what i should be reading anyways um i remember watching um something and they was like how the person who know the least tends to know the most and from then, I was just like, wow, that's just like that. And I watched this and I watched that like when I was like in high school, probably. Not it still ranks to the day with me. Because it's like you can't you can't ice out the folks who who quote unquote don't know as much as you, whatever. Cause those are the same people that are rooting for you, are those the same people that are, are in your community. Those are the, those are like different walks of life of people that you can learn different um life skills from or like just uh, applicable skills in general. Mm-hmm. Um and that's one thing with me, like everybody who knows Winston J. Scott, me, <laughs> like they know I'm always trying to get a bag. Like they like I'm always trying to like what is it? uplift like the current knowledge i'm having right now because like i don't only think like knowledge from a book is the only form of knowledge like most definitely there's different forms of knowledge that we have and for me like i learned how like me talking to like a random person about how to cut my hair i learned how to cut my hair during the pandemic i learned how to do my hair during the pan- i learned how to like advocate for myself during the pandemic i learned to just do so much just by communicating with other people and just like seeing how they go through life and seeing like why they feel the way they do. And just like having that behind me like gives me the strength to like, okay, cause you can do it. I can most definitely do it as well. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. I feel that like I've grown as a scholar, but also as a person, I love it. 
Um, but yeah. What's next then for you? Like what in terms of after you research? You, you know, go for your tea, man. I don't want to do <laughs> <your drink. laughs> like, oh, no, like, She caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Yeah. I suppose, oh. um, yeah, that's a, that's a, I mean, I'm sure listeners will be interested to hear like what your next steps are. So I say this, I don't really like, okay. So I, I'm just gonna say, cause I gotta speak into existence. So what's next as a PhD? I've most definitely told myself that I want to go into like administrative role. Um, I want to be um, like a Dean of Students or like some type of like connection to like students in some um, form of way, because I, I do notice that like um, students they have they have the drive they have the grit they just need someone to help them they just need someone to um help guide them to wherever their destination is going to be and i think like that's one of my stops as like after phd like even though that's i feel that that's not um it's unconventional to do that but i just feel that, like i'm i'm doing i did this work because i know exactly what students are need um what type of support they need so like why not get into the thick of it why not go into the field and do it do the work because a lot of people we write about it but we don't actually do it no shade, but that's just, it is what it is. Um, but then also I um, want to become like some vice provost or something of like a, of a university because it's just like, why not? Like, why not reach for the stars? Um, and I kind of don't want to be a president because of like, I guess, logistical reasons like or like just the politics how things go on on camp college campuses it's a little bit too much pressure right there not saying the vice provost doesn't have pressure but i feel like there's a lot of behind the scenes in terms of vice provost um but that's like one of my long-term goals and a long long-term goal is like to be like a board of trustee a member of some type of university um maybe my alma mater who knows um but i do still plan to teach um, I, I think yesterday I confirmed to myself that maybe we need, maybe society needs a professor like me. Because um, me, because I was going to, I was assigned to do part-time, whatever, but I'm like, I might just need to do full-time teaching um, if it gets to that, because I feel that, like I've, I have come across a lot of professors who, for me, just does not hit the mark in terms of like, um, caring for their students and like actually like trying to be understanding and like being coming from a like a place of understanding versus a place of um accusation and i think like there's a lot of um not and i don't know if it's because of the pandemic um whatever or just in general like but i've noticed that over the years um that a professor like me it might be a breath of fresh air in like the whole academia um setting um, so I think, and I literally just confirmed that yesterday. I want to like <sighs> teach, <laughs> like, but yeah, that's the goal. It's a lot of things. I, it's a lot of pocket things I want to do, but that goes back to like my mentor. Like she is my blueprint and I'm like, okay, if she could do it. I can do it as well. <laughs> like she made it work. I can make it work. Um, but yeah, those are my goals. It's a lot, it's a lot on the plate, but I'm gonna get to it. Yeah, and I think they're very, um, you know, uh, aspirational. Um, provide, um, you know, we need, like I said, I like what you said about, well, why not? Why not reach for the stars? Well, you're already there, and you're always. Uh, I noticed that when you're on top of the mountain, um, so a certain part of a goal, 
um, you realize you're, you're at the bottom of another mountain. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, this is how we progress. But realize right. when, you, when you finish a certain goal, you realize that when you're looking across um, other people and you see other people on top of their mountains and everyone's just sitting in silence and observing the view and taking in the moment, you know, because of the accomplishment. And it's such a, it's such a big thing, like in terms of like, you know, recognizing the amount of energy, work, effort, investment, time, yeah. money. <laughs> they yeah. put in. And that, and I think also too, like, like you just said, like, we need to celebrate those moments. Like, it's okay to have rest. It's okay to celebrate. It's, it's okay. <laughs> like, not for the, like, a lot of people don't understand, like, you have, you can't always be on. Like, sometimes it's okay to shut off. Like, it's okay, like, because, and disconnect. Because you're always on, like, how are you, like, regaining those creative juices? How are you able to, like, plan to move to that next part of that mountain like how because like you have to have that resting moment because if not we're gonna burn out and we don't want that we definitely don't no and we, and then we don't want to create a model that encourages that and then do you mean so that we're putting people at risk oh yeah absolutely we have a responsibility i think um to to us to ourselves and also um the people coming after us to say, look, you know, because I think that's our responsibility, like in terms of like, um, you know, as this space starts to vacate, because we're now mm-hmm. taking up the space, we now have to protect this space and to make it develop this space more. So right. and then it's a process. So the next generation do it and the next generation do it. And so we're part of that now, or we're getting into that part. Um, that's when I feel about making industry changes. So, you know, you want to get in the board of trustees, um, you know, mm. it's about like what we've learned. And so we help society to kind of like, you know, have like more making progress, just even a small bit at, at a time. Um, when you think about all those people who've come before us, they've right. done that so we can be here. So what can we do so other people can be here too? And we that's how we kind of like our, you know, collective responsibility, if you like. Right, yeah. And, that's, and I think that's definitely like, it's a, it's a it's a collective yeah the collective duty like to be honest um because even like as i was saying the board of trustee remark um like who and that and that's that's just me trying to like think of the grand scheme of things yeah, like yeah. how i'd be able to like be in the space to create that change because who knows if a board of trustees spot or if that type of um i guess organization of like within the academia setting is going to still exist in the next 10 years or whatever because the way how everything's moving right now you call something like, else right <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing yeah. like it's just yeah. yeah it's different things happening but i love the fact that like i'm in the midst of like how things are just changing and it's just like you're seeing it gradually just change and you're like wow like now I understand when senior faculty um say, oh, back in my day, like I understand why they say things like that. Because it's just things are changing. And then like as academics or scholars, we are adjusting to those changes constantly. Um, but yeah, very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, well, I suppose um, you know, um, we're coming to the end of the podcast. Um, thank you so much for yes. sharing your um, experience in your journey Winston and you know good luck to you if people want to get in contact 
with yourself um um you'll be if you can if yeah how do they get in contact with you um so i you can most definitely contact me through my um um dear black grads um page on instagram so it's dear black grads um also you can email me um at dear black grads well the email is dearblackgrads at gmail.com um so feel free to um contact me through there and i'll most definitely be responsive remember i'm a phd student so i'm gonna be <laughs> like responsive may be delayed but i will respond like yeah. um but yeah like i'm always willing to like share my story and just like talk things out with folks and just plan that's just who i am yeah and i'll put your details in the the links um below in the description so people can like, have access to it so yeah the last bit is really oh the mic I, I give the microphone over to the guest and they have the last word and the question is um it's not even a question i suppose it's a request where you what you would like to share with the audience um and you know it can be a few lines about whatever you want to share a certain message okay and um once you stop talking i will stop recording um, okay. so thank you so much, Winston. Over to you. Yeah, um, thank you. Um, so what I will say, like my thing, I'm trying to promote my own um page, their black grads. I want to most definitely like reach a different um not reach a different audience, but like reach a wider audience. In terms of I just made 600 followers the other day, so I'm excited um, <laughs> about that, but I also want to build more like within the US, but also internationally. Like right now, we're, we're like, I'm in the US, you're in, um, you're in England right now. So it's just like, it's it's a vibe. So I wanna be able to create this collective of like black um, scholars or black individuals through my page and just actually just have like a um, wholesome conversation in terms of like the black um, graduate student experience. And like, it may be different in the States versus the, um, different um, internationally. And we will only know if you guys follow and reach out. So yeah, that's my spiel. Available on all podcast platforms. This is the Psychology Cast, the podcast that interviews unique individuals on why they do what they do.